Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Real with Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And Stephanie Rave. And man, Stephanie, let me tell you something. The last few weeks have been like... I'm, 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 I might be a little Phenomenal. biased. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just get better <laughs> and better and just the... the, the, the I don't even know what to call it. The 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 content yeah. that is coming out of these shows have been phenomenal. God keeps blessing us with people mm-hmm. who literally have had encounters with him and because of that their gift shines bright on yeah. the earth, you know, yeah. and uh, it's just been dope. Yeah, and I think it's awesome if you catch everything that is being, you know, shared every single week, I truly believe that it's like a, a life change that's going to yeah. happen. And thank you so much for all who has been chiming in on our small live at nine in the morning, you know, every Thursday. <laughs> yeah, so on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. look up Juan Martinez, Dr. Love, and we go live every single Thursday at 9 a.m. So you get to hear a little bit of different perspective because we're live, so you're interacting with us. Sure. Um, and then, of course, everyone who sends in letters and shows support that yeah, way, cool. leaving comments on YouTube or, you know, on our social media all of that support and our partners especially yeah. thank you guys for oh yeah we wouldn't even be possible. on the radio exactly we wouldn't, we wouldn't be reaching the the prisons the state and county jails all of these things that we're reaching uh, you know because for me i'm i always say you know whether you're listening in your car or behind <laughs> bars you know but yeah. I, I just think that that's important because we, we could never be in 51 places on one saturday mm-hmm. you know usually mm-hmm. i go to the prisons i can only go to one yeah maybe two in one day mm-hmm. but 51 at one shot just on the houston side and everything that happens from dallas to oklahoma is is to me very liberating because as yeah. we refresh, we get refreshed, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we're also um, sending out books to ev- to cover all of the prisons all the in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. And so, if you received a book, let us know. Write us and let us know that you received one because we've covered, uh, I believe, six. I think I five think or six. We're on five or six um, prisons already. Out of one hundred and six. Out of one hundred and six. So we're getting there. And um, the awesome thing is now that the books are being shipped out, we're we're slipping a little bookmark in there. Yeah. And so it shows all of the radio stations, the times, the cities. So that whenever you receive the book, you use it and then pass that bookmark on yeah. to somebody, you know, that you're in there with. And that, that way they can listen in, they can tune in, they can be blessed as well. And, you know, dun, dun, dun. Just to keep us in prayer as we, um, yesterday we had like a small little meeting to kind of start figuring out what it's going to look like. Because mm-hmm. we're planning on, even on upon their release, kind of just not going in there, but also discipling while they're in there and then picking people to come out and join our discipleship home uh, for men and women um, as we partner also with Heels Taylors and just kind of really help the captive be set free. So keep us in prayer. This thing hopefully to launch in 2022, um, trying to just figure out dotting I's and crossing T's. Yeah. We might even do a gala. We're, We're thinking, hey, we might I got it. Well, the goal is to kind of finish paying one of the houses. One of them is already paid. The other one, we're trying to figure out how to do it so we don't have the pressure of the month yeah. to month and we can just constantly disciple the men mm-hmm. rather than having them out, yeah. you know, selling bread or whatever. Not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm yeah. just saying that's not what I wanted them so to do. spread the word because we love yep. all of the support and you guys make it all possible. But we're going to jump into yeah. our I, awesome Okay, guests. let me tell you something. You guys have to go to our podcast, but we're going to all... But, but this is the goal here. I, I think <laughs> this is the goal because I, I love this guy. Met him, you know, through a mutual friend, uh, Scott Silveri, Dr. Scott Silveri. Um, and ever since then, you know, I, I just think it's, he's super cool. I love the accent, by the way, you know. Yep. But let me let me give you a little bio before you hear him speak because, you know, <laughs> let, let me give you a little bit. So, Mike, I, and I like saying this. I hope it doesn't, you know, because I, I, I don't know many people with this name and, you know, the, the, the uh, accent and all that. Yeah, just Michael Thacker. Thacker is one of Houston's most admired CEOs of Work Lodge, which his place is like, 
you know, we're thinking work lodge. You know, I've been to some of these offices, but I went to his, and let me tell you, it's a little bit Gucci. Mm -hmm. It's like cutting edge classy. <laughs> it's cutting edge classy, uh, and I, I'm proud of that. You know, you see Alice in Wonderland, yeah. and all that. it's just a super dope. And then it says he's a he's been Guinness World Record holder for uh, the host of the Mike Thacker Show, which is also a podcast. Go mm -hmm. download that now. Um, and so, man, he's got a Guinness World Record holder, mm -hmm. and then uh, man, his entrepreneurial journey in the UK as co-founder of an internet consultancy and startup incubator. He then flip-flopped his time between senior roles for a billion dollar, yeah, I said that, billion dollar IT solution provider with breaks to pursue ministry and mission-related roles. In 2007, uh, Mike moved his family to the U.S. I'm going to leave it right there. He helps all kinds of people when it comes to business and kingdom and merged to none other than Mr. Michael <laughs> Thacker. <laughs> Dude. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> wow, dude. I mean, you yeah. hear the accent? Okay, yeah. first we got to establish, okay, where are you from? Where'd you move from? And then we'll kind of get into a few things because mm -hmm. you have the accent. I'm from I'm from Houston, Texas. Yeah. Lived okay. here for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But originally from Manchester in the UK. In the nice. UK. Yeah. Wow. And then, you, you know, when we ate together, I found out uh, Indian, right? Because yeah. of the, the food. Yeah. Bomb. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. So that's dope. Mm -hmm. That's really dope. And so so you hold a world record. You're, you're in the Guinness for podcasting and stuff. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. What is it about? Yeah, so the goal with the podcast was, um, you know, my journey has really been a mix of, of business and, um, and entrepreneurship, you know, along with faith and mission. And so the, the goal was, can we get more conversation going around that? You know, maybe meet some other interesting people. Yeah. Hopefully uh, find some other folks like me and, and see whether we can make a, a bit more of a difference in the world. So that's what we're, that's what we're shooting for. I, I love the fact that, you know, since I've known you, you, um, you just don't do business, you know, just to do business. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's such a kingdom principle while you're doing business because even yeah. I, I just see everything you're involved in and what you do at, at least at a tip right because i don't even know everything you do but what i've seen thus far is that when you're thinking business and growing business you're simultaneously thinking on how to grow the kingdom yeah i mean that's the goal with work lodge was you know can we build a for-profit that's that's you know tied at the hip to a non-profit and use it to fund you know mission work and that's that's what we did so we started the 501c3 and and the for-profit llc at the same time and um, you know we've been able to use one to you know to try and drive the other. So, in my mind, you can't have you can't have one without the other. Yeah, how, how's you know, a lot of time it's taboo, right? Like like you know, I feel like, you know, I think we had a conversation where just really merging and really the business people to mm -hmm. rise up mm -hmm. so that we could build a kingdom. Right. right. When we talk about money from a church perspective, it's almost like don't talk about money. You know, it's like the yeah, you know. What do you feel about that? Like, because you're so involved in making money so that you can build a kingdom. And that's actually what we would want. But then right. when we're in church service, you really can't talk about money. Yeah. You know, or we do, but it's the thing not to, right? People yeah, don't I'm like to. You know, I think it's, um, look, you look at Paul, right? You know, here's a guy that, that single-handedly wrote most of the New Testament. I yeah. mean, without Paul, we probably wouldn't have the church that we have today. And Absolutely. You know, he makes this comment that, you know, I could I could take this offering, I could take support, but I don't. I choose to go and, and run my business. You know, he's a tent maker and, mm -hmm. and he used that and says it didn't just pay for him. It took care of all of his companions as well so that the kingdom could continue to, to drive forward what it had. And I think, you know, you, you've got this natural tension that you, you're never going to get away from. And, and this is what the book's about that I'm writing. 
What's the name of the book that you're writing? Well, that's a great question. Anybody <laughs> got any good name ideas? It's being written hey, hey, right hey. now. <laughs> right now, it's the unnamed book by <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It'll go just ahead. be a blank cover. You know? <laughs> hey, Invisible. That, it definitely cool. everybody would that'd buy cool, just yeah. to know. Right. They have to open it. They're gonna have to open it. So go ahead, share. Yeah. So the idea is, I think if we're gonna, if we're really gonna live out the the biblical model or the way I see the biblical model, you know, further. You, you've got to have this this combination of of mission and, and profit generation working together, because if you have one without the other, you know it's the old one can slay a thousand, two can slay ten, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's the same principle here. You've got this 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 kingdom mission minded church, we'll yeah. call it, you know, trying to do something, and you've got these entrepreneurs or these these business guys or other people who have some money or can make some money, yeah, and and they can both do something on their own. But if you put them together, you know, boom, you know, goes the you know, the explosion, and that's when really good things can happen. And, and for me, that's how I see the kingdom, you know, really pushing forward because you're right. For, for, it's hard for any ministry or any nonprofit organization or church pastor to be talking about money, especially asking for it, because mm-hmm. you've got a vested interest in asking for it, right? Because it, yeah. it directly benefits you and what you're doing. Yes. So it creates a, a, an inherent tension with people because we're naturally cautious. Well, right. where's the money going to go? How's it going to get used? Who's making the decisions? Yada, yada, yada. Well, yes. as business guys, I think we take that to 11 because we're, we're, we're used to being kings of our own kingdom. So we, we make decisions. We, we analyze information. We look at data points. We make you know the ultimate who, who gets what and where does it go as we're growing business and everything else. So why wouldn't we use those same skills? And why wouldn't we lean on the same breadth of a team that we've built and developed to say, okay, but... How do we do that for kingdom then? Forget, forget whether someone else needs it or not and what they're asking for. Let's stop and say, what's God talking to us about today? What's he telling me to do? And the best example is, is, is King David and King Solomon. Yeah. You've got an Old Testament you know, people who God says, I'm going to make you my people. I'm going to give you a country of your own. I'm going to, I'm going to do all this cool stuff. Yeah. And then David wakes up one day and says, well, hey, I, I think I want to build a church, right? I want to build a temple. Yeah. Like the priest didn't come and tell right. him to. The prophet didn't say God wants you to. He just had an idea, and of course he had the money to do it. So he said, "Okay, is this is this cool, Mister Prophet? You know, check with God for <laughs> yeah, me." Yeah, and yeah. God says, "Well, you know what? It's cool, but you can't do it. Your son can." And so he starts wow. stashing everything away. You know, so Solomon comes. It's like, "Here's the plans. Here's the money. Here's the everything. Now go build it." And I know the people gave, and I know they got involved, but they didn't need to. Solomon could have funded the whole thing himself. Yeah. And to me, that's the epitome of here's something that's that's going to benefit kingdom and God's name and make him famous and out, outlive me, you know, and I, I didn't need to go and look for funding somewhere else. God, God gave me the ability to be able to fund this all on my own. And the priest and the prophet came alongside of him and said, hey, this is a great thing. God's in it. Let's work together. And nobody was worried about, you know, who was getting the recognition for doing it. And yeah, I, I think right. there's a lot more synergy that can happen, you know, in today's world. And, you know, that's, any, that's any, you know, you're, it, it, that's, Oh, I love it because even just thinking about Solomon, who could have funded the whole thing, um, think about his heart, right? right? Like he was just like, yo, I just want to take care of your people. Right. And then God gives him everything. Right. <laughs> because it's about taking care of God's people. Yeah. And then even though it happened where he did, almost did the same thing with the other guy, hey, we're, gonna, we're not going to do it with you. We're going to do it through, the other, through your son. Right. But uh, the, the ultimate thing I hear there is that when it's about others, 
God blesses it, you know, completely. Yeah. He can, he'll because yeah. it's all God's. Right. Like he's like, I'm going to give you God's everything yeah. since you just care about the people. Yeah. And then of course later, you know, he trips out a little bit. But well, hey, who yeah. wouldn't though? With everything, <laughs> he gives them everything. You know, he was supposed to be pretty wise. I'm not <laughs> sure what happened. Those yeah. nails must have been pretty. But. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. You, I mean, <laughs> what man, right? Like a thousand concubines or something. Uh, something you know? like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know at that moment, look at the stuff he's taking the head. But I mean, it would drive any man mad. <laughs> you know, like that was. At that moment, I think that's just difficult for any human yeah. being, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when did you see the need for it to be kingdom-minded? You know, because you see an entrepreneur and, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, well, I give to this charity. Or like right. you said, maybe there's a gala. And so you do kind of hear that in, like, the business world and, you know, entrepreneurs yeah. and stuff like that. But what, what would you say is the difference from going to, hey, you know what, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, and sure, you may give to this charity, but these are, like, kingdom things that are going to you know move forward the kingdom and maybe they're believers and maybe they're not like what would you say has been the difference since you clearly saw a need for it and that kick-started something well you know i got saved i'm, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> no i think um you know for me my journey so you know we flip-flop we you know we worked in the regular kind of business side of things for when years. you encounter jesus so i was nine years old when i okay. became a christian yeah okay. so i grew up in church basically nice. okay go ahead yeah so you know, I always had this idea that, well, you know, God must want me to do something, right? Mm-hmm. I was a teenager thinking that I felt like God wanted me to serve him. So, you know, everybody says, well, you go to Bible school and, you know, you go work at a church, which was really bad advice. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I managed to waste quite a few years chasing chasing that idea. Sure. Um, but I'm not wired that way. <laughs> so um, I think for me, flip-flopping between the two sides, mm-hmm. you know, eventually it was that realization of, look, the ministry thing and the church thing is not, is not what I'm built for at all. Uh-huh. You know, they don't get me and I don't get them and, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, but the business entrepreneurial side, okay, you know, we could have some fun with it, but I've got this heart that says I'm supposed to do something for God. So right. maybe there's a way to do these two things together. And, and that was the journey we started on, you know, back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And when we started thinking about, you know, a work lodge and, and this kind of thing. And I think over the last few years, and again, that's why I'm, you know, trying to write this, this book to try and explain some of this more. Cause I think there's other people out there who have that same, that same struggle internally of, hey, I feel like I want to do something for God, but I'm not, I'm not cut out to go work in a church, you know, and, and, and yeah, because everybody thinks that's ministry. Well, ministry is beyond, right. yeah. that's yeah. just a job, right? Ministry is beyond mm-hmm. just working for it. We're all in full time. Yeah. ministry. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, that, and that's the key, I think, is just is flipping that script and saying, no, you know, that's that's the coaching bench. Like there's only supposed to be one or two coaches there. The yeah. players are all on the field. So yes. what's the point in having a bench with 48 yes. you know, folks and, and two guys on the field? That's not going to work. No. Because yeah. so, could you imagine if in a city most of the businesses were ran by entrepreneur believers right. that come out of churches that yeah. are literally right. like you own the city? Absolutely. So there's godly character everywhere. Yeah. I think even uh, I think Bethel over there, they kind of do that a little bit. Yeah, they have like they coffee do. shops yeah. inside all the gas stations. Like more people work for the church Bethel in the city than oh, they I, do for the city. I was going to say, I, I, I've heard no, it's pretty it, impressive yeah. when you write to Reddit. Yeah. So wow. it, it, like think about it. So yeah. everywhere you go, there's somebody that goes to the church that literally they, they own. Well, the, the, and the logic's simple, right? Jesus yeah. said to pray, you know, let your kingdom come, you know, here on earth today. Mm-hmm. And their, I'm assuming this, yeah. but this is how I interpret it. Their yeah. ideology is, okay, if we're supposed to bring heaven to earth, then we need to go out into the earth yeah, and, and bring heaven to it, whether it's serving coffee or pumping mm-hmm. gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're serving people. That's awesome. You want to go to a break? Yeah, we'll we'll be right back with our amazing guest, Mike Thacker. So make sure you guys stay Yeah, because I want to know some tips. Yeah. Come on. Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart in mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them so they too can experience being set free you can help us reach our goal to cover 106 texas prisons by purchasing a copy at juanmartinez.tv on amazon or anywhere books are sold thank you for being the hero of this story come experience the love that will change your life every sunday at get Rab church you can hit us up at two locations 23221 Aldine Westfold Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 11.45 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free GitRap TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. Hey, we're back, man, on the show. Our guest today is Mike Thacker, man, entrepreneur, kingdom man. Man, I love that. I love it, you know. And so I love everything you've been saying. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to ask you a question before we jump into the segments. Okay. You know, we got a few segments. We're going to have some fun. You know, we love having, you know, remember, you got to keep it real, too. You got to, you know, a lot of the world, you know, they're always like, oh, real, real, real. But they really are living a lie, you know. So we try to, you know, raw, right? So, you know. That's what we want to do here. Hit it. Okay, <laughs> we go. But I wanted to ask you this question. Now I forgot the question. Um, <laughs> like, it was tips. It was tips. It was tips. Yes. Um, if there was a person, what are some, you know, let's say a person's like, man, I think I have an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, but they don't really know, right? They're like, yeah. I feel maybe the same way this man is talking, but I'm not sure. What would be some key factors to say, hey, mm-hmm. maybe I'm an entrepreneur? You know, because some people say I'm an entrepreneur and they're really not. You know, you're like, dude, it's the <laughs> kind of like when you not. said you're not built for chairs. Some people just aren't built. To some be people aren't built. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Some people really like, yo, you're really supposed to be doing this. Yeah, There's yeah. the flip you side of that coin. <laughs> you would do a lot better because you're not doing that good. At, you know, I mean, you see it even even in the church model. Yeah. Uh, sometimes evangelists want to be pastors. Pastors want to be. They just want to be whatever is the trending thing, right? right. Rather than really being. You, my key sign to that when I go, look, usually what you're called to be, you're already kind of doing. And if you slow down enough, mm-hmm. you with me, um, you will see the evangelist is already evangelizing. Right. He doesn't become an evangelist. Right. And go out and evangelize, yeah. you know. Yeah. The, the, when, I, when we met Greg, yeah. you know, he was already shepherding. I could see him wanting to sit with people and talking yeah. to them yeah. about, you know, I'm like, dude, you're a pastor whether you 
in order to now. That's yeah. what you do, you know. I see it, you know, and then we gave him the title. So in that, how does that work, right? Because it, it should be the same way, just about like somebody's like, hey, I can do business, but they kind of like really suck at it. But then there's somebody who's like right now, I feel like Mike Thacker does. What are some of the key elements that you would say, hey, you, you're probably an entrepreneur and you probably have business in you. What would be some of the things that you would say? Um, I think there's plenty of plenty of resources online that you can go kind of, you know, take little tests and whatever else yeah, to try sure. and see whether you've got even entrepreneurial tendencies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one of the mistakes a lot of folks make is they think that they want to own a business or they want to be an entrepreneur and, and they're not really. You know, the idea of, oh, I want to go work for myself. Dude, you never work for yourself. Like, you, you always work for somebody. Mm -hmm. Forget the spiritual aspects of the fact yeah. that it's all God's yeah. and you work for him. But, you know, I work for my customers. Mm -hmm. If I don't have them, I don't have anything. So I don't make decisions. I make decisions based on how I can better serve them right. and the feedback we get from them. So yeah. if that's your ID, you know, that you want to you quit your job because you don't like your boss and you want to go do your own thing. <laughs> You got, you're going to have a really, really expensive lesson real soon. Yeah. And, and, and you heard it first on this show. So yeah. it is what it is. You yeah, know, go that's, for all, it. that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, when people tell me like, hey, I'm thinking, I say, look, it, sometimes I see people that, that, uh, mm, oh, I'm going to say it, lazy, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you can't open up a business. They're like, what do you mean? Right. I have this great idea. I go, no, but you're lazy. Mm -hmm. right. I go like, you don't have anybody to say, hey, wake up. You have to literally be disciplined enough to get up when you need to get up, work as late as you need to work, right? Yeah. Finish the things you have to follow through. If yeah. you don't, you're just not going to make any money. It's a business. So I'm like, sometimes it's funny because I'll see people wanting to get into something and yeah. I'm like, you're not going to make it. Not because you don't have a great idea. Right. But because you haven't developed certain character qualities that are just going to crush you because you want to get up at 10, 11. Two o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, no, yeah. that does not work. It does not work like that. Because something I heard you say right now when you're like, hey, um, you're still working for the customer. Right. Um, I, I, there was a guy, uh, Richard the Olivos, they're uh -huh. businessmen. And I met them in the very beginning of when we started doing ministry. And they would trip out that I would be up at the crack of dawn, right? And I would say to them, I remember always having this conversation. They would say, they would say you're up. I kind of like if it was weird that I was up at five or whatever, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, I said, at that time, they were really helping me with ministry. You know, they kind of helped me get started. And I said, listen, you guys give to something that you're hoping I'm waking up praying, fasting, doing the things that I'm called to do. Right. And if I don't get up early to do those things, then ugh, mm -hmm. right? Like, right. I, I'm this service to y'all who really believe in the work I'm doing. Yeah. So I feel like that's an important thing too. Like you got to develop some character qualities, even if you have the yeah. entrepreneurial spirit and you, know, you can't be lazy and you got to really make it about others. So I really enjoyed that you had to say that. Yeah, I think, you know, if, 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 if you haven't been successful in something else, you know, serving someone else, then I'm not sure why you think you'd be successful mm -hmm. in something for yourself that's good you know there has to be some kind of sign or some kind of evidence or track record that you can deliver and you're right everybody's got ideas dude they're like you know rear ends i mean we've all got them but <laughs> you've got to be able to deliver and execute yeah so, yeah so you can prove that you can deliver on something and execute and stick with it you, you, you're not going to go any further if you can do that or if you've got it then obviously you're great mm -hmm. 
I, I love that both of you guys shared on that because so much that I've seen like as of late is that you hear all this, everyone, you know, be your own boss and entrepreneur this. And then there's one phrase that I hear all the time that they're like, don't go work for someone eight hours and then not go home and work for yourself. Like if it's diminishing the people who do go right. and work for someone right. else, because guess what? If everyone goes and becomes a boss, who's, well, right. who's, who's gonna work for right? you? If everyone's a boss, who's gonna work for you, you know? And so part of that, of what you shared of, you know, you're, you're always working for someone else. I truly enjoy, you know, because there is that part of where it's not something that's diminishing or something that's less than because you find out that man you maybe you go and take that test like you were sharing or you just find out that you know I'm not really getting the results that I thought I would get trying to be my own boss or be mm -hmm. entrepreneur or things like that and then just realizing that I serve better with a leader you know I serve better with somebody who can help me in my weaknesses or guide me in these things so I, I enjoy that yeah so, you know, um, you want to start doing some segments? Sure. We'll kick it off. So we're going to go into um, Dear Younger Me. Okay? Mm, okay. So Dear Younger Me, we want it's you to one. hop into the DeLorean. We put you in there, you know, back to the future. What's his name? Marty with the crazy hair? <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. Okay. So then you go back, take us back to a younger version of Mike. And so it can be anything. Paint us the picture of what he was like, what he was doing. And then uh, if you could give him a piece of advice what would it be yeah I think um, I think I'd probably go back to when I was you know trying to figure out working at the churches and yep. you know doing the ministry thing and and tell myself that it's it's okay this isn't this isn't the only way you know right. there's a different way what, what what were you like so what was happening that you were trying to to be into ministry what was Mike there well you know I think I think a lot of ministries see this and, and we see this so, so obviously, Work Lodge is a flexible workspace provider. Right. We have co-working space. So we have a uh -huh. lot of entrepreneurs that work out of our locations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, more than once or twice, we've met people or come across people who are ex-ministry guys. Or I used to be a youth pastor. Or I used to be a kid's pastor. Yeah. Wow. And it's that same thing where they've recognized some kind of gifting to be entrepreneurial. Because you have mm -hmm. to have a little bit of an entrepreneurial heart to, to go serve in a church. You've right. you got to be a go-getter. You've got to be a self-starter. You've got to have mm -hmm. ideas. Um, and they've made the same mistake I made where... Well, I, you know, I feel like God's calling me to, you know, to help people. So it must be in this environment. Right. So, you know, it's giving people that, that permission, that freedom to say, listen, if you're feeling like God's calling you, that's great. This is not the only road. There is a different road. There's actually many different roads and you can serve him in all kinds of ways. And actually all of these may end up being better than this one. Yeah. So mm -hmm. don't, don't be so focused on this. Mm -hmm. you, it's kind of like the horse with the blinkers on. You kind of yeah. don't see everything else that's available mm -hmm. and, and your heart's in the right place, right? You'd, you're trying to you're trying to please God. You're trying to do what you think is yeah. right, but but it's okay. This isn't the only way. Wow, that's really good. Hey, I'm gonna take him back. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to take you back somewhere. So I'm gonna put you in the car. I'm put you back in the car. You just got back. I'm like, how was that? You're like, that was pretty cool. You know. But I want to because how long have you been married? Twenty seven. No, twenty six years. I think actually. Twenty six yeah. yeah. years. Okay. I want to put you back. Maybe um, first couple years that you were married. What would you say to someone? Uh, what would you say to yourself back then out of what you've learned <laughs> when it comes to like marriage? Because I feel like even in business, ministry, anything, like the home is really important. And one thing I notice about you, Mike, is that you run your home well. And, I'm, and I know that when I see something like that, I, I understand that stuff happens in life, but I understand that that's 
growth that took place out of a bunch of lessons. So when you see a good marriage, it didn't start that way. You know, you see a great business, it didn't start that way. Or anything you see great always started small. And there was tons of lessons throughout the, that's how it got great. Mm -hmm. You know, because that, when I see something good, I know the only thing good is God. Right. And 99.9%, and I'm going to say probably 100. When you see something that's really good, there has been a lot of God lessons in that. And so you only see the glory, but they don't know the story is what they say, right? You right. only see the, oh, that's awesome. But you didn't see the, the countless nights of this or when you used to not communicate or when you used to. So what if I put you back to the younger when he first got married? What would you say to that guy according to everything you know about relationships and marriage right now? So, you know, Linda and I got married pretty young. I was 20, I guess. She was 19. And I think, I think one of the benefits of getting married young is you haven't, you haven't become stuck in your ways too much. Mm. So I think in that respect, our early years were a lot easier than maybe some other folks have uh, because we were very flexible. Yeah. Um, we also were very focused on, on chasing God. So we went to Bible school together. So our first three really? years were, were in nice. college. Yeah, studying theology. Yeah. That'll settle some disagreements. <laughs> you know, because you're in Bible school, you're like, you're with these, <laughs> you know, it's kind of good. Honestly, we, we really didn't have a whole lot of disagreements. It was it was a very easy first few years. The hardest thing for us was just trying to figure out what, what are we supposed to do with ourselves? You know, we were mm -hmm. still trying to figure out who we were going to be as, as grownups, mm -hmm. um, but we were just trying to do it together. And so, you know, in that respect, it was nice to have somebody alongside. That's um, Rather than figuring it out yourself. Well, yeah, you know, we weren't competing for anything. Yeah. You know, Linda went to do a post-grad in, in education, so I was able to work and, you know, and, and she could go do that. And then mm -hmm. I wanted to start a business and she was working, so, you know, we could do that. And we just kind of, you know, we helped each other along the way to, to grow and learn and, and, and keep moving forward. Mm. Okay, so give me a couple tips on what has kept you, you know, give me a couple tips in marriage. I, I, I like that. You know, I, I feel like there's always growth, you know, and I, I wholeheartedly feel that um, you're, like I said before, I think homes matter even when it comes to entrepreneur, ministry, or anything. And I, I you know, I've visited you before, so I know, like, I see your kids. I see, I just see, I see fruit, tangible fruit on a tree. So if you had a few tips on just life, what would they be? I think, I think from a marriage perspective, um, you yeah. know, make sure for us at least. You know what we were, what what we tried to do, and what I what I think we were able to do was make sure that that through it all, and no matter what we were trying to figure out, ultimately there was a kingdom perspective. Nice. So when we made decisions, you know, do we move to America or not? I mean, we do we were doing just That's fine a big in England, one. right? So yeah, it's a big one. It's five thousand miles, and it it wasn't a case of do we want to move to a country that's that's different, you know, maybe the sunshine's a little bit more in Texas than it does, you know, from <laughs> I'll, I'll take the sunshine, but, yeah. but that's not the deciding factor. The deciding factor is, hey, is this what we think God's wanting us to do with our lives? Yeah. And, and if it is, okay, then we make everything else work. And, you know, in that respect, sometimes it's not easy because, you know, you're leaving family, you're leaving friends and all that kind of thing. But keeping that kingdom perspective, I think, is definitely one thing that's helped. And I think, for, you know, for folks who aren't married, and they're thinking about getting married, mm. you know, sometimes I'll hear people and they'll, they'll, they'll make comments like, you know, there's plenty of people you can marry in the world. There's not just one and that kind of thing. And I, and I understand the heart behind, you don't want to be fatalist. You don't want to think that there's just one ideal, perfect mm -hmm. person. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's got to be some balance there because I think depending on who you, you're going to become, especially mm -hmm. for God and the kingdom, I don't know that there is that many people that can help you get there. Mm -hmm. I think mm. God probably does have some more ideal candidates and whether it's one or two, I don't know. 
But I look at my journey and I look at how supportive Linda's been and I, and I think about us as a couple together. I don't, I don't know that there was someone else. I don't know that there, that there would have been someone else that would have. Shout out to Linda. Right now, Linda, hey, she's listening. She's like, <sighs> yeah, that's good. Go she's ahead. like, whatever. <laughs> I could have found 10 different people in you. <laughs> no, I think she would feel the same way. But, you know, look at, look at someone like Billy Graham. Do you yeah. really think that there was five other Ruth Grahams? Because mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I really don't. You know, to be able to live with someone who went on the road for weeks on end, no cell phones, no communication, praying and fasting probably for the work that he was doing. I think that was a very, very unique kind of wife. And all right, we can say, well, that's Billy Graham. I'm just an average kind of guy. Okay, but who knows who you're going to be tomorrow? You Facts. Know? I don't know. And even average is okay. There's yeah. plenty of average people that don't do great big things, but over a life of 40 years, all of those little things add up. Like yeah. we're not, we're not all like called to change the world. Look, Noah <laughs> built one boat. Like, dude, the guy was 100 and something years old. He was 80 before he ever did anything. Yeah. And, and he, he, you know, he, he gets held up like this great whatever. And obviously what he did was, was clearly significant, but make no mistake about it, he did one thing. It was just a big thing. Yeah. But up until that point, he'd done nothing that we know of and that we read about. So who knows what tomorrow's gonna hold, you know, choose wisely and choose well. That's that awesome. is so good. Yeah. I almost want to like tell us about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear you talk, and I see. I hear there's a, a really great balance, you know, between your faith, what you believe, you know, and the kingdom perspective that you have in everything, but also the the corporate, you know, entrepreneurial business side of it. Mm, and so many question. times, I feel like we see the extreme, right? So there's the extreme on one end to where. Um, they're like, well, I, I work here or I do this. And so I can't talk about my faith. And then there's the people who are like, well, I love Jesus. And so I'm always going to talk to you about Jesus and we can't do anything other than this, you know? And so it, it's like, uh, you know, opposite ends of the pole. Right. So share a little bit about how you've been able to kind of merge that and blend it because that's what I hear just, you know, listening to you and seeing your story. So I think it was St. Francis of Assisi who, you know, made this famous quote, preach the gospel always, use words some of the time. And I think, yeah. I think there's incredible wisdom there, mm -hmm. especially if we're going to go play in the marketplace, which is what we're all called to do, to yeah. be clear. Yeah. So, you know, the, the goal here isn't how do I preach at people and, you know, and hit them with the gospel. The goal is how do, I, how do I build a business on, on biblical foundations and principles? And I can use whatever clever words I want. You know, we've got core values, you know, be authentic, be passionate, you know, be generous. For us, they come from scripture, yeah. you know, but we've reframed them and repositioned them so that, you know, the goal isn't to be offensive to someone who doesn't necessarily believe what I believe, but we want to build a business built on what we think is the best foundation. And, and we want to make that palatable and, and you know, uncomfortable for anybody. And Jesus did the same thing. Mm -hmm. He didn't go and quote scripture to everybody. He told stories. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what he did. It was a parable oh, after a parable. But he could have quoted half the Old Testament if he wanted to, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not that we want to water down the gospel in any stretch, but, you know, find a way to live that out and to shine it. You know, I don't know how many of my customers would think we, you know, we treat them well or we don't treat them well because of faith. But my hope is and our intention and our goal is that so they, would, they would sense something different about the way right. we approach them and the way we handle them and, you know, the intentionality or the, you know, the, the determination that we put behind some of the things that we do to make their lives better and to make them easier when it comes to workspace. Yeah. But like anything, when you do something really well, it becomes seamless and, and invisible. No, nobody knows why Rolls Royce drives so smooth. They don't go look at the shock absorbers and figure out what struts they put in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you just it just happens. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that's that's what we're trying to get to. And, yeah. and the hope is that one day someone stops and says, hey, 
what what is it you know what is it that makes this what different makes you or what, different. why is it you do that or, mm -hmm. or i noticed this happening and you handled it a certain way what why is that we're going to be right back with mike thacker man as we continue to talk to him so about good. business entrepreneurship kingdom and man i'm excited just your wisdom has just been epic and so we'll be right back Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them so they too can experience being set free you can help us reach our goal to cover 106 texas prisons by purchasing a copy at juanmartinez.tv on amazon or anywhere books are sold thank you for being the hero of this story come experience the love that will change your life every sunday at get Rab church you can hit us up at two locations 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 1145 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free GitRap TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. We are back with uh, This Is Real. Mike Thacker is our guest, man, and I've just been enjoying this. You know, if you've missed the beginning of the show, you can always go to This Is Real, our podcast, or This Is Real YouTube, and hear the whole show. Make sure you subscribe, and then we're going to keep going with our amazing guest, Mike. So we, we hit you with Dear Younger Me earlier, and mm -hmm. that was amazing because Pastor, you know, switched it up on you and went right there on, more like on the marriage side. Hey, right? when you got Which wisdom, you got to get it all. The time. Yeah. it all. And so the next one we're going to do is called The Struggle Was Real, okay? So everyone likes to say the struggle's real right now. You know, I'm going through something. And so especially, I think, hearing um, everything that you've accomplished, this one's going to be really fun and interesting. So we want you, with The Struggle Was Real, we want you to share something that you've struggled with um, in the past. It can be in your recent past. It can be, you know, far further back. Um, but then give us some tangible advice on how you overcame it. And what was it mm, that you struggled with? This is going to be good. You know, one of the things that um, I seem to think about more and more lately than I did in my early years is is a subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But but spiritual warfare is a real thing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. the Bible says that we you know we don't we don't fight against an enemy that we can see, but you know against one that we can't. And we've got examples of that. You know, Daniel prays and. 21 days later, you know, an angel appears and says, well, I, you know, I left heaven a while ago, but it, it, it took me a few days to get here. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to process that, you know, I, but it's there and it, and it is what it is. And so I think for us as believers, I think we would be naive to think the more we are intentional about our faith, the more we try to do something for God, or the more we just try and live a life 
that is pleasing to him mm -hmm. you know on a on a on a, a foundation of scripture on a foundation of principles that are that are, are right and good we have to recognize that we will find ourselves in situations that aren't typical mm -hmm. and we might find ourselves in more of those more often than somebody who isn't trying to make a difference or trying yeah. to live a life um, for God. And so, you know, I don't say that to scare anybody. Right. You know, again, Paul, Paul's quite clear that we can pray about these things and, you know, God is big enough and strong enough to handle them. But, Absolutely. But we have to be aware of them because they're going to come. And I think for me, as I look back over, you know, life and over the last few years even, I've been surprised and maybe underestimated just what that would look like mm -hmm. and, um, and what kind of impact that would bring to me and to my family. And I think it's also been harder to try and react and respond to that in a way that, that's really biblical. It sounds great, oh, you know, keep your joy, wake up every morning, you know, cry and last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Well, some mornings <laughs> it doesn't really feel, you know, really yeah, joyful. Yeah, yeah. And so what's mm -hmm. all that about? And, and, you know, again, it's something that I think a lot of people don't talk about. I think for entrepreneurs and business guys, maybe that's amplified a little bit. There's a lot of statistics. I was trying to find them on my phone, but you know, thanks Apple, I couldn't find it. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of statistics around folks who, you know, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. are like three times more likely, I think, to, to deal with it's depression so and, you know, yeah. suffer with bipolar issues. Um, there's just all kinds of mental health issues that come along with this roller coaster journey of trying mm -hmm. to start something and build something. And if you haven't got that network and framework around you to support you, that makes it even harder. Yes. Layer on top of that some spiritual oppression. Mm. What are you going to do with it? So, you know, you better be ready for it and you better make sure you're ready for it ahead of time if you can so that you're not trying to grow spiritually, you know. Yeah. In that I mean, you're still going to grow spiritually. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, yeah. don't be a baby when, when that, that day comes because it's sure. really going to get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and the tantrum does nothing. Well, no, it doesn't, you know, and it's really hard. It's really hard when you've got to make decisions. You know, we face challenges with the business that, that you know, we didn't think would happen and, and we didn't see coming. And then, you, you know, you think about it, it's like what the Bible says, turn you the cheek. But... I can't turn you the cheek. You know, if I turn you the cheek, it's going to cost me, you know, X amount of dollars, and and that might be ten, you know, thousand dollars. It might be a hundred thousand dollars. It might be a million dollars. Who knows? Yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna have those decisions to make, and and when you make them, that's going to show you where you're really at on that journey, mm -hmm. and how far you have or haven't grown, mm -hmm. and you know, you don't want to go around the mountain a second time. So my Fact. encouragement would be try try and grow quick enough that you, you get it right first time. But mm -hmm. if you don't, it's okay. You know, life life. God works in, you know, in years and decades. I, yeah. I used to think, you know, I move in, you know, minutes and seconds, but apparently me and him are not on the same clock. He's never in a rush. <laughs> He's no. never in a rush to develop your inequalities. His, no. I always tell people, like, no matter what you're going through, Look within because there's always, he's always, it's all about maturity for him. You got to think as a parent, right? Um, you're, when you're parenting, it's, it's not about what is being done. It's more about either is he mature or immature, you know, right. with your kids. Right. What would make God any different, you know? And like you said, he, he, he could take your whole life to develop one thing if he really chooses to. Yeah. Because it. Even in earlier, where you're talking about little things and great things, we we box that out as humans because we're we're good at going. This is great, and this is not, or this is better than this. But in the scale of God, He's good, and everything else is like, eh, you right. know. So the kids, you know, they like to play with that stuff, you know. So He's like, okay, but He might consider on what He's seeing from, you know, you meeting someone, just a meeting that would introduce to someone else or something to happen great where you're like oh I just met this person but he's right. like no because right. that person's going to meet this person and save this person who's going to reach 5 billion people 
you know, but right? <laughs> and you, you're clueless. You're just thinking, ah, that was all right, you know? Yeah. And God's like, you're kidding me. That's the greatest moment ever. And so, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm hearing you talk and I'm hearing you say things that really have some very strong biblical truth that I wish everybody would get. Because even from a ministry perspective, and, you know, anything that you're dealing with a lot of people, mm -hmm. and I always tell people, like, anytime I feel like there's going to be any kind of growth, whether it's financially or more busy or even the book coming out, yeah. I always sit with Ruthie, you know, and, like, uh, Josh, who lives with us right now, and we have conversations. Yeah. Because I feel like we have to get good at developing where you're at before the next thing comes, because if not, the next thing crushes you, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get so many ideas that we, we take so much on that it creates this pressure that some of those pressures could be relieved if we would just kind of scale back a little bit because sometimes we're like, rah, rah, rah. And, and it's part of us. So anything I feel submitted to the spirit is amazing. And anything that that same thing submitted into your flesh, <sighs> dangerous. Right. You know? So it's really even knowing those things. But I'm in total agreement with you because, you know, if a person says, Hey, you know, uh, you, they're looking at you, Mike Thacker, you know, you own the companies and you own the stuff and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm just really going through it right now. It's like almost like the captain of the boat going, yeah. hey, we might go down, you know, <laughs> and then you almost are forced to be like, yeah. we're great. Even though it, only another person who feels that way can be like, I understand. I felt like that next mm -hmm. month, but not many understand. Yeah. They all say they do, you know, like right. sometimes I come in and I'm like, man, guys, and I. I'm hoping someone understands, but they, they really won't unless they're you, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? And it's funny how everybody that probably works for you or something, they all have the best idea when they're not you, you know? Right. <laughs> so that causes you not really to be able to share because you're like, all right, nobody understands. Mm -hmm. So then you got to find, like you said, a strong network and, and structure it to where I, I can be open and be like, and the other guy goes, yeah, I was there last year. Or I was, you know, I'm there now, you know? Right. And so I think it just blesses and takes you out of that jumping off a bridge mentality, you know? Uh, go going off of that, because I like that you said that um, you have to be aware of it. We don't try to like magnify it and make it like that's the only thing. But I guess for both of you, right? So if someone, because it's spiritual warfare, right? And mm -hmm. then if, if someone is unaware, and what would be some of the things that you would say now that you're out of that, right? So maybe you guys went through something, you're like, man, you're going through it, but now you know you're not there anymore, so you can look back at it and say that, wow, these were some key like I um, like things that I identified that made it more real that this was not just something of like, oh well, you know, business is going crazy right now, or we had a tough month, or but this was spiritual warfare. So, what kind of like identifiers would you give someone that maybe is going through that and they are not realizing that this isn't flesh, this is spiritual? And what would you tell them? Yeah, I think look, if um, you know, if you're going through something and it's a result of a dumb decision that you made, well, probably it's not. <laughs> you know, and you got to be honest with yourself about mm -hmm. that. You know, if you overstretch yourself, if you take too many things on mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, we can we can be our own worst enemy sometimes, mm -hmm. but yes. at the same time, you can look at some things and think, "There's no way I could have seen that coming." There's no, you know, I did all of this, and all of these steps made sense. They're all logical. They're all appropriate. They're balanced. This should not have been the result that came from X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Okay, well at that point, then you stop and say, "Okay, so where did that come from then? Mm -hmm. Was it just a coincidence? Was it just bad luck? Not sure if I believe in bad luck and coincidences. So maybe there's something more." And then pray about it. Mm -hmm. This is where you got to make sure you have some quiet time and. 
you know, and you learn to hear, you know, God's nudging. And if you can't, find people that can and make sure that you've got them praying for you and, and praying with you so that you can try and understand what, what is happening right now. And am I supposed to do something to fix this and change it? Or am I supposed to sit back and let God be God and do what he does? And if that's the case, you know, can I, can I be patient enough to, <laughs> yeah. to handle that? And can I deal with the consequences of that? Because sometimes those things come and they're going to cost you. They're going to cost you in you know, in peace, they're going to cost you emotionally, mentally, they may cost you in relationships, they may cost you financially, mm-hmm. but there's usually a cost attached and you, you're going to have to figure out how to, you know, how to process that. And, and the best way to do that is to be encouraged by other people who are more mature, further along, you know, more spiritually acute. Yeah. And, um, and look, the beauty of today is, I mean, you can pull your phone out and listen to anybody you want, any yeah. podcast, any, any church pastor. I mean, I grew up in an, an era where that just wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. So, there's great people out there talking about all kinds of different things. Find a few that you like and be encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. let them speak into your heart and, and take the most of it. You know, when you're driving, you don't have to just listen to music. Listen to something that's going to, you know, that's going to help you grow and encourage Agree. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I, for me, I think it's, I don't know. I came into this thing really knowing more of the evil. <laughs> I'm the flipped <laughs> because I feel like I've seen so much evil that that's real. Mm-hmm. And the Christian life was... I didn't even really know it existed, you know? I just knew, because I came from Catholicism and stuff, that you go to church and you pray, but you live however you want to live. Right. Whenever you want to live, you know, you get divorced, you, you know, there's mm-hmm. no, like, fight for your marriage. Like, no, it's just right. what you do, right? And then you pray. So um, I guess now for me was really getting into this word and having this encounter where this became tangible and real. So uh, for me, I, I know the evil side really exists mm-hmm. a lot. And it was what I'm trying to convey to the Christians that the battle is real because I've come from that. And I've seen some pretty crazy things uh, just influence, you know, because you're either led by the spirit of God. You know, nobody really wants to say this, but you're led by the spirit of God or you're led by the spirit of the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's father of lie, father of truth. There's really nobody in the middle. Right. You know, now, yes, there's a us, but again, your leading is by way of either your carnal self, your your flesh, you know, the world and yeah. your thoughts, or yeah. the devil. And we can't we can't be like, oh, we believe in God without the other element. There, yeah. there is another element. If not, you know, what is all this? The fall of man, you know, all that. So mm-hmm. I think, like, really coming to grips that if you believe in this truth that there is a God, and he's telling you, hey, the only way you fight it is like this. It would be foolish for us to try to, like, swing at him. Right. <laughs> you know, it's right. not going to work. You know, I think you really have to come to grip with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you believe in God, then there is the other side that's very dark. And even when you read and you know people that are going through it, in Scripture, it shows you exactly. You know, because when I see the, the, the lunatic and convulsing and all that, I right. go, that was me on a Friday night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It really was. I was wild like that. The demoniac, I was like that. Out at night, kind of in chains. When you Maybe not tangible chains, but in chains in bondage to those things that I did. And it drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. So the reality is that that is a very real scripture to a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. It might not be the guy with the chains there, but I believe a lot of times when it's spoken in the Bible, God's really, there's hidden gems in those things. And anybody who is stuck and struggling and out of their mind, 
is that lunatic? Is the you know? And he had to encounter Jesus to be set free. So I think like that's a very real thing. Man, thank you guys. We've enjoyed having you so much, Mike. Uh, we're excited Back for off. your book to come be completed. We gotta get, get a title, you and both. then maybe you'll, <laughs> you'll be you maybe you'll be uh, joining us and coming back once it's all written. But um, where can they reach you? Uh, best place, just go to the website, MikeThacker.com, or if you can't spell my name, BeAmazingWithMike.com. Come on, I love it. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for being with us. We really enjoyed uh, you being here, and we got to have you back with the book. All right. With I the title. It. With the title, with too. The title. Come on. When we figure that We're one excited. Out. Keep them lifted. Come on. Thank you guys for tuning in to This Is Real. You can watch us on YouTube at This Is Real with Juan Martinez. And if you're looking for a home church, visit us at www.getwrapped.tv for all of the information, locations, and service times. And you can write us at PO Box 671-626, Houston, Texas 77267. And we want to thank all of our amazing partners for making this show possible by showing love and support. And if you would like to partner with us, you can do so by visiting www.juanmartinez.tv. And we're going to wrap up the show with the heavy hitter of the week mm. so this week's heavy hitter is the song masterpiece by kb take a listen stay tuned we enjoy having you guys and like always that's a wrap darling you're a masterpiece breathing melodies there's nothing that you have to be you're a masterpiece I'm looking at a masterpiece Before you even try There's nothing to decide Just knowing every scar life leaves It's working on a masterpiece You're too dark, too short, too tall You're not enough, not enough Go and change it all On and on it goes, girl, don't keep up just say goodbye, waste your life trying to be a 10 That 10 ain't worth the time When you're lost, let me be your God Play my song, see who you are through your father's eyes And when you fall, baby, come to me Whatever you become, I'll always be in love Cause baby, you're a masterpiece You breathe in melodies There's nothing that you have to be Already you're a masterpiece I'm looking at a masterpiece Oh, you know how to fight You're stronger than the lies I know in every scar life leads It's a brushstroke on a masterpiece Whoa. When the storm clouds cease and the tears won't leave, hear your daddy sing, you're a masterpiece. I'm looking at a masterpiece. Peace.